Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And welcome into Poke the Bear, episode 189. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. For the people who are watching on YouTube, you can see it. For the people who are listening, you can hear it. But Connor has a brand new microphone. This is a big thing. I like it. It looks good. Yeah, shout out to my... uh... Aunt Rosie, who, who got me this for Christmas. So uh, shout out there for actually getting uh, a recording device that's not just my AirPods. So hopefully I sound a little bit clearer for all you all you people listening in uh, on the podcast. So I'm not too loud. I know there's a little mute button on here, which is very helpful. So when I'm taking a, a swig of, uh, of Duncan, I don't want the ASMR of the ice chips uh, to be, you know, dis- distracting from the uh, recording process here. So nice little fancy piece of equipment we got. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. I uh, it's good for everything. Like it, it does sound really good. And we're not super technically savvy, so we were sitting there, you and I, trying to be like, do we turn it up? Do we keep it down? Um, so we both got these mics. They might be the same brand. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, I, I have no idea. But no, I feel like you know when you're a little kid and you like bring your PlayStation or GameCube over to like you know like your, your grandparents' house. And they don't know how to work it. You know, it's just like those red, white, and blue wires, right? That you, it takes two seconds to do, but you felt like a whiz. I feel like I'm like the grandparent now that when someone else sets it up beyond just like a USB, I feel like it's a whole new world. I feel like I'm getting old here, Evan. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, uh, we'll keep you young around here. And the new microphone, it, 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 uh, it's keeping you young. Um, but anyways, uh, I got to say, before we dive into Bruins Sabres and everything that, that happened from it, uh, I watched – so I have HBO Max, and I know a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but I love the HBO Max interface. It's clean. Now, granted, the game was very delayed. I would get the tweet notifications from the Bruins like, CC puts us up three or whatever, and it would be like – you know, like. Two minutes later, that would actually take place on the screen. Be like, ah, damn it. I shouldn't have looked at my phone. Uh, But the interface itself, like HBO, is pretty good. I've always liked Max. Uh, I know people don't want to hear about this, but I don't know. It's a thought, a little thought I had from from Wednesday night. I was like, ah, Max is good to watch a game. Sometimes I'll watch like an NBA game on there. And it's always pleasant. So I've always been a fan of Max. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the broadcast, uh, the way it's all set up. Uh, but that that delay is is brutal. Like I, I feel bad when the Bruins are at the Garden for a home game, 
and it's a, a national game on TNT or, or Turner or whatever, because I'll tweet something like right as it happens, of course, like a pasta knock uh, goal. I'll, I'll do the little pasta uh, video I have. And like most of the replies are like, dude, like what the fuck? It's, it's like two minutes before it actually happened. We're still in a commercial break. We're still there's a progressive add on as you're <laughs> tweeting that pasta scored a goal. So I feel a little bit bad about that when it does happen, because that delay is it's something. It is. It's annoying. And I'm not a, the biggest fan of it. But the interface itself, that's my like non-hockey thought from Wednesday night uh, I enjoyed. Um, anyways, the Bruins get back on track. That's a big win over Buffalo, 4-1. Uh, you know, the goals came. Uh, you know, defensively, they were all right. Sabres, ugh, good young team. But, man, it's just like defensively, they're not good. I, I texted you this. In the third period, I said, man, they defend like a men's league team would defend. Um, just, you know, n- just letting chances <laughs> go you know, soar past Devin Levi, uh, breakaway after breakaway. Uh, what were your sort of initial thoughts from uh, Wednesday's win? Yeah, I mean, uh, a step in the right direction for the team, right? I think Jim Montgomery and the Bruins would take two points in any capacity just after, you know, dropping four straight games. But uh, again, uh, Montgomery even said it before the game that he wasn't expecting a Rembrandt out there in terms of a, a complete uh, 180 from the struggles they've had, not just in these four games, but as we've seen throughout the season. But uh, the thing that's kind of stood out to me is just the amount of guys that we've had questions about, you know, these key cogs that you're looking for a little bit more from them. You know, DeBrusque, uh, Coyle over this recent stretch here, Hampus Lindholm. I think those guys all stepped up. And again, you look at the, the hallmarks of this team and, you know, areas of their strength. Another really good game from Swayman gets another cl- a, a clutch late save from Charlie McAvoy in that game as well. Special teams play is really, really strong there. You had, you know, six or six on the PK, three power play goals. But uh, it shows how much more of a lift you have when other guys that are key contributors are pulling their weight as well, right? So Jake DeBrusque, first time this season, has a multi-point game. Charlie uh, Charlie Coyle gets two power play goals. Lindholm, again, doesn't really register it on the score sheet or anything like that, but um, played, I think, a really clean game. A lot of PK work. Uh, Montgomery on Thursday mentioned how strong Lindholm was in terms of just his passing and, and getting the puck out quick um, down both ends of the ice. I think it shows you that, especially DeBrusque and Lindholm, who've really not fallen, you know, set into a, a really good rhythm so far this year, when they're on, just how much better it makes his overall team, which I think is the most encouraging thing you saw from this game. You hopefully they can build on it in this, I guess, second half of the year. You know, we talk a lot about how if the Bruins are to go far in the postseason, if they're going to be successful, the goaltending is going to need to be what carries them. You know, that's going to be the thing that that gets them past better teams, is going to keep them in games. But I think if they're really to go deep and to make a real run, you're going to need guys like Jake DeBrusque to be at his best. You're going to need Hampus Lindholm to be a lot better than he's been. And again, Wednesday night is not everything. It's one game, but it is encouraging that DeBrusque not only set up Coyle on some of those goals, but had some really good little plays throughout the game. You know, good stick positioning, good PK work, um, you know, hustled for loose pucks. I know production is the number one thing with him. We've said that all year. We have been consistent on Jake DeBrusque. But it is encouraging to see him do those little things as well, right? That's been a thing in the past that hasn't always been there uh, when he hasn't been producing. It's like you don't notice him. You do notice Jake DeBrusque. It's just he's not producing, which, again, you do need him to obviously do. Um, Who I liked in Wednesday's game, 
along with those guys was Mason Lowry. Uh, Lowry had a really strong start, obviously scores that goal, but that all comes from being aggressive in the neutral zone, stepping up stick on stick. That's a confidence play right there. Bruins have talked about that a lot, negate, you know, uh, negating the rush, uh, breaking up plays before they happen. And I think he did that. I think he was aggressive all night. I thought he was solid. Um, you know, his puck movement at the point is never an issue. But I just, to me, like, if he can continue to be like that, to play that brand of hockey, I, you know, I don't know how he goes back down because it's such a uh, needed thing up there. A, the production, but B, just, you know, his overall two-way game at his size, I think just adds such an element to that team. Um, and again, I thought he was just fantastic on Wednesday. Yeah, no, and it's something where Jim Montgomery has mentioned, you know, the shot first mentality, generating offense from the blue line. That was case in point with Lori. If you were to ask, I think, Bruins fans before the year of, you know, what's a highlight real play that you can see where a guy like Lori is such a special player. It's him, you know, in that game against Buffalo, dude, 6'4", Huge guy, like jumps up into the play, all of a sudden looks like a forward out there and, and pounces on a, a loose puck and, and gets kind of the, the game rolling for the Bruins there. And it just shows you how much of an impact he can bring, especially offensively. And I think you have to give him credit too. Like when he got sent down after, uh, right before that, I think it was that the Bruins Rangers game right after Thanksgiving. Again, I, we talked about it plenty of times before, but this is a, uh, a guy in Lori who's obviously very talented, but still had a lot of work to do in the D zone, you know, in his first 12 games, the Bruins were outscored 13 to seven while he was out there. Not great. Right. Uh, that's something that I think we all kind of expected. There was going to be a learning curve there and some bumps in the road, but in the last six games, since he's kind of been recalled from Providence and has had this kind of, I guess, second stint, uh, Bruins have outscored opponents five, one when he's been out on the ice. So it's not to say that it's been completely night and day. Um, when you look at just his overall growth, but it's very encouraging that, you know, a guy that, I think even going into this regular season really accelerated his timeline. It's not like it's something where it's all right, this, this year, you know, regardless of where he is, Boston or Providence, we know it's going to be work in progress. This whole year is going to be him learning on the fly and addressing these flaws. Like he's actively taken that approach. And I think he's been a lot stronger in that area of the game, which again, if he wants to stay up here full time, carve out a top four role, he's going to have to be a 200 foot guy, especially as a defenseman. 100%. You cannot just be a uh, you know power play quarterback, point-heavy guy. He absolutely has to be uh, locked down in his own zone. So I thought it was a, it was an encouraging game uh, Wednesday night. Again, the Bruins get the 4-1 win, which they just they needed. You needed a game like that. I know the Sabres have their flaws. I do wonder what happens up there because there is the talent. It's just not being put together at all. I would also say like in net, I think Levi's solid, but it's just... He's young. Like, that team is, you know, some were saying, oh, this is the year the Sabres are going to make the playoffs. And I know they were fairly close last year. But, I mean, they there's no structure, you know? Like, it just there's a lot of good, skilled guys, Deline, Power, you know, lots of uh, interesting prospects. But, we're not prospects, but interesting players. And they just, nothing's really put together up there. They don't look like a well-oiled machine at all. No, it's almost like the, the lack of cohesion there. Because as you said, I think Levi, you know, he's had his ups and downs, has been in uh, the AHL a little bit this year, but had quite a few really good saves in that game. But if, you know, if you're a young goalie trying to really establish yourself in your first full year in the NHL and you have a, a goal in the power play where like Darlene just like, is an easy shot, like right at the crease. Like he rifles at home. Like 
what are you doing there? Right. Like that's not doing enough to, to, you know, keep to compliment your really talented young goalie and have him build his confidence up too. So it's almost like, you know, the talent is obviously there, but the cohesion and the, the, you know, putting it all together to put in the, to putting out a winning product on the ice just hasn't been there so far. No, it hasn't. It hasn't at all. Um, I want to get to a big takeaway from Wednesday night's game, but first Connor, a quick word from our sponsor. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And frankly, that's the best part about FanDuel, that you can bet on anything. You want to bet on how many wins the Patriots are going to have this year? Be my guest. Maybe how many shutouts Jeremy Swayman's going to have this season. Go for it. You can really do it all. So bet now on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Go to gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Go to gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, Connor, you have your new microphone, which is exciting. But you know what you really need? Uh, I don't know if you caught a little bit of Bruins beat last week. Yeah, it's last week now with Mark Diver. And he was, you know, in his uh, reclining chair, just, you know, back like this, camera right over him. Spitting Providence knowledge like Mark does. Exactly. It was great. It was great. That's what we need. We need to do a show recline like recliners, just feet up, camera in our face, chilling. That's what we need. I think we need yes. that. Um so anyway, uh, on Wednesday night, Bruins uh went with Geeky down the middle in the top six and Pavel Zaka on the left wing. Um, which again, Zaka was on the left wing a little bit last year, uh, did a good job. You know, was solid there, especially playing, you know, with Pasternak and Krejci. Um, do you, what did you think of him uh, la- on Wednesday? And, and do you think they should stick with him going forward? It, I mean, it does seem like the Bruins are going to stick with that grouping for at least another game on Saturday, um, based on what Montgomery said on Thursday. Um, and it's not, you know, saying that Zaka has not been really strong down the middle this year. I think he's been really, really good. But he kind of mentioned that the biggest thing is getting geeky down the middle in a top six role and trying to get him going a little bit because I think after Wednesday's game, he's got four goals in his last seven games. So he's a guy that uh, seems to be heating up here. And I think you want to kind of build off of that and have him in a spot where maybe he can continue to pile on points here. So 
if it works out, then it all of a sudden makes your top six that much better. Um, if you're able to get geeky rolling, find a, a set spot for him. And he's not, it's not like earlier, uh, you know, this month when he's on the fourth line, where he didn't really know where exactly his role was going to be. So, um, I can see why the Bruins are doing it. I don't know how sustainable it is. I, I still think, you know, maybe if Potra takes another step forward when he comes back, that maybe settles things down in terms of how you want to structure that top six, middle six even, because it does seem like lines one through three are still in the, a bit of limbo here. But um, we'll see kind of how it plays out, though. Like, I, I still really like Zaka down the middle, but I can see why for at least a couple of games, why you want to see uh, a guy like Kiki get going here, even though, I will say Montgomery also uh, said that he wants to keep Coyle and Martian together, which they were pretty good on, on Wednesday against Buffalo, but still I'm still going to preach for keeping Coyle with JVR and uh, Frederick, if at all possible. Cause I still think that's a dynamite line whenever they're together. I agree. Uh, it's interesting. Like I, I agree with the idea of Morgan geeky being used right now to get him going. Cause I do like his game. I think th- like you mentioned it a lot in the off season, like there's more to geeky than he was giving in Seattle, and I think you've seen flashes of it this season. Um, but I I don't know if you can roll into the playoffs expecting to make a run with Morgan Geeky as a top six center. Um, that's where I think you hit the wall. I think you run into a little bit of trouble there. Now, you can make the argument that you're like a Vegas, right? Remember when, like Vegas with Chandler Stevenson and some teams try to do this where you have the, uh, you know, the slowest player on the line and the, you know, uh, least impactful offensively uh, player on the line. You put them in the middle and then you put the, the wings as sort of the, the potent guys with Zaka and Poshnok. That's the case. And maybe that works. Like, I, I you know, maybe it works out. Um, I don't know how that's going to fare, though, against better teams or teams you're going to face in the first round, second round of the playoffs. Um, and then obviously, you know, you have, you, you hope DeBrusque can uh, get going with Coyle. And again, he hit him for two assists on Wednesday. I know they were power play uh, assists, but I still think that that's encouraging. So, uh, you know, and we'll see what happens when Patra steps back in. The good thing is, though, I mean, you do have a fair amount of guys that are kind of competing for top nine spots. It's just, it kind of comes back to what we've talked about a lot, which is, who are your top six forwards? Which I think is that that's the biggest thing. Yeah, no, exactly. It's something where uh, Montgomery even mentioned, you know, if they're able to keep Zaka on the wing and let's say Geeky rolls with it in terms of his play down the middle in a top six, whatever you want to call it, spot, um, all of a sudden their their uh, assortment of wings all of a sudden starts looking a lot better when it's Marshan and Zaka and Debrusque and Pasternak and those guys. Like all of a sudden, those are pretty good uh, four uh, wingers there for your top six. And that's kind of been the biggest issue for this team is, you know, the center play really hasn't been this black hole between Coyle and, and Zaka and Pacha when he's been in there and geeky at times. Frederick's even been pretty solid down the middle. Like, again, are they the same caliber of elite players like Bergeron and Krejci? Of course not. But the play down the middle really hasn't been like the black hole in this team. It's been a lot of the established scoring depth at the wing and if Zaka shifts over there and is the same player he was last year when he was uh, more on the left wing uh, it does make your overall top six grouping that much better uh, down the stretch here it does it does and by the way Charlie Coyle continues to roll I mean this is the best I've ever seen Coyle I think I mean I, I don't think that you know we, I've always liked his game but just the production mixed with just great 200 foot play I mean he has we're what 
two and a half months into the season now. Like he has fully almost three months, actually We're three months yeah. into the season. Uh, he has fully embraced the role of being a top six center. I mean, it has, it, and it's been uh, really fun to watch uh, before we get to the big story that everyone's sort of talking about right now. Uh, a quick word from our delicious friends over at factor meals. You might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Too busy with holiday plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you'll need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you need to do is heat and enjoy. This November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash poke50 and use code poke50, that's P-O-K-E 50, to get 50% off. That's code poke50 at factormeals.com slash poke50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Poke 50. You heard it. Uh, so everyone, yeah, poke, poke 50. Uh, so what people are talking about and there's rumors and I'm curious what happens by the time this podcast yeah. goes out. Uh, so as of now, there's nothing official from the Bruins yet. Uh, but you know, there's speculation that, uh, Georgie Merkulov could be getting called up to Boston from Providence. Um, I think this is a good idea. I want to see what he brings. I do. This is the right time of year to do it. It's, you know, mid-season, struggling for offense. That's a guy who's been doing all the right things down in Providence. He's producing, but he's also, uh, you know, being a good, a better 200-foot player, being better away from the puck. Um, I like the idea of bringing him up. The question is where he fits. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Merkulov potentially joining the roster? Yeah, no, I think, as you said, Evan, I think it's a perfect time to do it, especially where Patra is going to be away for at least another week, even a little bit more than that. So, again, it's not to say that you call it Merkulov. You got to keep him up here or it's anything, you know, it's, you have a lot more flexibility, unlike the situation with Patra, right? So um, even if it's for like a five or six game sample size and you uh, bring him up for the first time, see how he adjusts up here. And yeah, again, it's all about getting a guy and putting him in uh, a more challenging environment, see how he responds to it. Because as you said, Merkulov, I think we've known for a long time now his talents offensively. Even last year, he had over 55 points in his first full year in Providence. So we know how gifted he is, how good of a shot he has, his poise, all that stuff. The biggest thing has been how he's how he can adjust and build his game. And from, you know, I asked Montgomery about him today, of what he's heard from 
Brian Mujanel about uh, his overall growth down there in Providence. And he said it's the the D zone work and how strong he's become as a two-way player. Not to say that he's going to be a, in the running for a Selkie in a couple of years, but for an area of the game that everyone has mentioned as being uh, maybe the biggest flaw, you know, even I think it was two dev camps ago, uh, people talked about Mark Kulov and how good he was, but they're like, but, you know, red flag, like the D zone work, uh, D zone play has a lot uh, to work on. And he's, you know, I think he's taking that to heart. That's a sign of a good young player that it's something that's clearly been identified as the, what he needs to work on. And he's made the most of it. So even if he comes up here and it's a whole uh, another tier of competition and he goes through the bumps in the road, as has been the case with Patra and Beecher and Laura and every single player, right? But he has a game or two where he strings together a couple of strong shifts. Maybe he gets a goal, gets rolling here and builds up his confidence. Best case scenario, he stays up here in a middle six role. He can play at center, play on the wing. Maybe he surprises and proves uh, that he has a spot up here full time. But even if it's just a couple of games, gives you a little bit of a spark, a different look, especially in that middle six grouping while Patra's away. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if, you know, he goes back down to Providence, keeps on building his game and warrants another call up in another couple of months. Like you've got a good situation on your hands and it all directly ties into how good Merkulov has been at improving his overall game. And I want to see them, if he does get called up, I do want to see him at center. I don't want to see him on the wing. He's better at center. He's had more success at center. Um, third line, to me, seems like the spot. You know, right? Like, you had Trent Frederick in there on Wednesday night. Frederick's been more on the wing. Uh, if you can move Frederick over, I think that's not a bad veteran-ish presence to put with Merkulov uh, or of James Van Riemsdyk just to try it out, especially if you're going to continue to roll with this top six. Uh, with Geeky centering Zaka and Pasternak and Coyle with DeBrusque and Marshan. I don't hate the idea of, hey, we're going to throw Merck on the third line, put either, you know, Frederick and Van Riemsdyk with him or uh, Heinen and Van Riemsdyk or however they want to do it. Um, I'm just curious to see Merkulov's game at the NHL level. You know, what are what's his attention to detail like? I know it's, it's boring to talk about that stuff, but that's what's going to get him up here uh, because the production, the skill... I think that's all there. Um, so I'm very curious to see, A, if he gets called up, because as we record on uh, Thursday at 5.05 p.m., it, nothing official has been out yet. So, I, you know, we're going to go with that. Um, but I'm also curious to see just sort of what his game looks like at the NHL level. So um, it, he's an exciting prospect because there yeah. is that offense. You know, it's not like, you know, with Beecher, it was more of he's really fast. Production's not really there, but, you know, he's he's – pretty good everywhere else and you know what you're going to get fourth line center Merkulov has a fairly high ceiling uh given his production and given um you know what else he has to work on in his game so um should be interesting nonetheless uh Connor what can the people look forward to from you over at boston.com and the Boston Globe yeah we'll have you covered every step of the way whether it's uh prospects getting called up game stories features breakdown all that stuff over at boston.com so Please read my stuff over there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all of that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You poke the bear listeners. Have a great rest of your week.